0: For the everyday person, affordable.
1: Um, I would say it absolutely is. You know, there's so many different levels to it. Um, you don't have to use uh, the most expensive proteins. For instance, you don't have to go out and purchase uh, foie gras. Uh, you know, you don't have to purchase capon. You know, you can you can use gourmet cooking techniques. It's really more about the technique um, than it is so much. Uh, you know, the, the, the expense of the ingredients. I mean, you want to use fresh ingredients. That's, that's really the most important thing. You know, uh, fresh, healthy produce is probably one of the most important things. And, you know, and quality protein for sure. But, yeah, it's absolutely not. I mean, I, 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 for myself, for my own meal prep, I probably spend anywhere from 100 to $150 max a week on groceries, on all my groceries. And I do my meal prep for the entire week with that and, and also just buying other groceries for the house as well. Um, you know, and, and the meals the meals that I make are not necessarily the same as I was doing in the restaurant, but they're still quality meals, very, very high quality meals with an assortment of different ingredients in them. And so different flavors. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, you know, you wanna put uh, you wanna put different colors on your plate, you wanna go more plant-based anyway, if you are cooking for nutrition. Uh, whether you whether you're going completely plant based or not, even if you're not going completely plant based, you want to be majority plant based for nutritional purposes. So with that being said, that's going to be a lot less expensive um, to purchase. You know, and you get a variety of vegetables. You incorporate different flavors with different kinds of oil. You know, you use coconut oil, You use olive oil. A lot of your flavors are going to come from spices as well. Um, a Mediterranean restaurant that I worked, in, you know they, they taught me that they were much big much bigger on spices than adding fats and salts, which is more traditional in western cooking that 's how we tend to add flavors. We add a fat or we add a salt or we add a sugar mm-hmm. um, in Eastern cooking or, or Middle Eastern or Mediterranean cooking um, they're more like you know they, they have spices that I had never heard of you know they 're using uh, cardamom they 're using marjoram they 're using smoked paprika. Um, using a lot of cumin. Um, different spices and spice blends that I was up until that point unfamiliar with, but now are a part of my rotation and all my you know, in my spice rack that I use <laughs> quite a bit because I wanna infuse flavor of course without going over the top with uh with calories and saturated fats and it just doesn't need to be that way.
0: I totally agree. Um when I was still love my, my mom made a lot of cooking for me. Mm-hmm. She doesn't use a lot of salt either, so when I cook I don't use a lot of salt. Right. So when- People use salt as a replacement for flavor. It's super noticeable. Sure, sure. So everyone put down the salt and yeah. expand your palate. That's it.
1: That's it. Expand your spice rack. It's mm-hmm. more than just salt and pepper and garlic powder.
0: And sugar. Uh, yes. Oh,
1: man. <laughs> Definitely.
0: Um, and what's your favorite healthy food?
1: Um. My favorite healthy food, um, I love sweet potatoes. Yeah? I got to say, yeah, I love sweet potatoes. I don't need anything crazy done to them um i can make a good sweet potato mash with like nutmeg and sage and you know those flavors kind of go really well in there but um just roasted sweet potatoes with olive oil toss them in olive oil you know a little bit of sea salt and some cracked black pepper and i mean it's just delicious you know sweet potato is just one of i feel like it's one of nature's most brilliant offerings, because it's so hearty, it's so filling, it's so delicious, it has just enough natural sweetness to it, um, you know, and it has so many different vitamins in it, and it's very high quality, low glycemic carbs, it's like, what more could you really ask for? I
0: agree. Sweet potato. Sweet potato with cinnamon <laughs> is my go-to. Yes, and like, yeah. maybe a tiny piece of dark chocolate, mm-hmm, so that it's mm-hmm. like, get my iron in there. I love it.
1: <laughs>
0: um, cool, and what is a food splurge that's worth it?
1: A food, a food splurge that's worth it. I mean, I I think definitely going organic. Um, you know, I've been, I've been, uh, just increasing going big with organic lately, uh, particularly with proteins, but also, uh, with produce as well. And I've just been seeing a lot of, um. A lot more value, I think, in the organic. You know, there's kind of two schools of people out there, and there's not much in between. You have one school of people that says, well, you just have to buy everything organic, and you have another school of people that say, ah, it's just a hoax or it's not worth the money or what have you. Um, I eat a lot of eggs. I I, I eat, you know, eggs every day, whether it be boiled eggs or whatever, or sometimes on the weekends I make scrambled eggs. And since I made the switch to the, uh, you know, humane, organic, Free range eggs, you know, more highly rated or, or if I go to a farmer's market and get farm fresh eggs like that, um, the notices are almost like night and day. So if you just get a regular egg from the store, just a factory farm egg, it's a very pale yellow yolk um, and it's more or less anemic. It means that the chicken was was more or less anemic and, it, and, it's, and it's a representative of what kind of food that chicken was consuming. If you get eggs fresh from a farm or from a farm-raised source, the eggs are bright orangey-yellow because those birds are allowed to roam around and eat their natural food to consume insects or worms or whatever it is that they're naturally eating. They're moving around also, so the birds are healthier. You know and they're happier mm-hmm. you know they're they and you can't you can't underestimate that how important that is
0: the transfer um, of energy exactly
1: it's so true um you know and that and that darker richer color in the yolk represents more nutrients so if you want more nutrition and more health then it pays to um invest a little bit more money and to get organic food so that that's been one of the biggest takeaways that i've been investing in lately is uh organic food i mean it's money well spent because it's going into your body you know it's the fuel that you put in your body i mean if you if you drove around in a lamborghini you're not going to put regular unleaded fuel (laughs) in that lamborghini so if you want your body to perform at its top level you have to put nothing but high quality fuel in there as often as possible and i think that uh going organic is definitely a great way to do that
0: Love it, and you can start with your eggs, guys. In case you're curious. Yes,
1: yes, you can see the difference. <laughs>
0: um, awesome, and I should have asked this question sooner, but I'm just going down the list now. Mm-hmm. How long have you been cooking?
1: Um, I have been like cooking professionally, um, or
0: when would you say that you, you like? I guess you can say when you started school, but like I don't know what whatever cooking means to you. Yeah,
1: so I guess I. Like I said, for me to, so to bring it back to that tipping point was when I learned to cook rice. So that was probably about 11 years ago. So I was cooking, you know, for myself prior to that, you know, uh, nothing too crazy, you know, maybe some hamburgers or some pasta or whatever. Um, But yeah, about 10, 11 years ago was when I learned to cook rice. And then uh, from there, I learned how to saute and pan fry Um, And not long after that was when I actually went to school. So, yeah, I could say I have a solid 10 years
0: (laughs) of cooking. Um, I just wanted to ask that in case anyone was like, oh, I'm just getting started. How long do I have to, you know, Mm -hmm. um, just so they can gauge it for themselves. Sure. Uh, But what came first for you? Was it like the chefing or the fitnessing? Like, were you super active before you started cooking or...
1: Um, I, you know, it's funny you say, like I was, uh, I mean, I would say that my love affair with food probably goes predates my love affair with fitness, (laughs) but in terms of cooking, um, it was probably around the same time. Like when I first started getting like really, you know, more serious and consistent with my workouts and actually having goals and trying to educate myself about workouts, um, was around a similar time i mean i've been working out consistently in some capacity or another working on one goal or another for uh at least 10 years now so it was actually it was actually around the same time so yeah about about the same amount of time and i guess that's you know you could read into that any number of ways (laughs) too you know
0: it's just one of those that came first the chicken or the egg questions sure yeah um But what are grocery essentials? Um, like what should people not leave the grocery store without if they're doing their weekly like shopping list?
1: Yeah, I mean so definitely, I mean, produce is gonna come first for me always. That's the most important is to get a variety of produce. I mean, you want leafy greens, you want uh for me I like tomatoes, I like carrots, um, I like uh oranges, apples. You know, I like a nice variety of fruits and vegetables, and in terms of cooking, if you're trying to do some serious cooking or you want to add um, some more flavor to your meal prep, you want to start with aromatics, which are basically generally vegetables or some type of plant-based item that imparts more flavor into the food. So, onions, uh, garlic, uh, scallions, uh, peppers, celery, all of these types of uh, all of these types of foods, we call them aromatics in the kitchen. They're different types of vegetables. But basically, um, if you were sautéing something, you would sauté uh, the onions, the garlic, the peppers, the celery, whatever it is, in the oil first. And when you, when you kind of suspend the flavor into the fat, it seeps out. If you ever cook onions, you can see when the onion turns translucent, um, the flavor, the aroma has gone of the onion. So now it's in the oil that you're cooking with. Right. So that's the key. So if you have onions, garlic, peppers, you use the onions more or less as your gauge. And when the onions turn clear, that means that the aromatics, the flavor has left the aromatics and is now within the cooking oil that you're using. So technically, you could even strain that oil out and it would still retain that flavor. But you don't necessarily need to do that. point is, you always want to cook those aromatics first before you add your other ingredients. So like, let's say you're cooking tomato sauce. You would cook your onions and your garlic first in the oil. Don't burn it though. Easy to burn, garlic yeah. burns easily, um, but you know you would you would kind of suspend that flavor into that oil, and then add your other ingredients. That's why you wouldn't dump a can of tomatoes in the pot and then just throw cold onions and garlic in there. Doesn't make sense. Most people wouldn't do it that way, but that's why. And knowing that can help you kind of you know build your meals from the ground up. But you definitely want to get some aromatics if you're going to be doing some cooking. Scallions are another one if you're going for a more Asian profile. You know, scallions uh, definitely work great. Shallots are used a lot in traditional Western kitchens. Um, but yeah, you can't go wrong. Onions, garlic, ginger is another one for sure. It all depends on what, uh, what type of food that you're cooking. But I'm big, big on produce. You know, one of the last things that I worry about is what kind of protein that I'm that I'm, uh, I'm going to get. It's really all about the produce for me.
0: I mean, I love to hear that as a vegetarian. <laughs> right. Um, so I'm all on board with, like, plant-based. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and we'll take it back to fitness for a little bit. Um, if I think of any more gourmet questions, I'll, like, throw them in randomly. Sure. But who's someone in the fitness realm that you'd love to meet and why, just to pick their brain?
1: You know, as I said, like, I'm not I'm not into bodybuilding, um, but... If I had to meet one person in the French world, it would have to be Arnold. It would have to be Arnold. Just because he's the man. Just because if you could take one person who was an icon above all others in the history of fitness in the last hundred years, Arnold is the obvious choice. And, I mean, he's just somebody who I've always admired and looked up to as a kid. I grew up, I was you know, I watched watch Arnold movies. And they were out of the theaters by then. But, you know, I was just always uh, loved to watch you know, whether it be the Terminator or Conan or whatever. Um, and just as I got older and I started reading his philosophy on bodybuilding, cause that is where I got my first, um, you know, my first, uh, knowledge about, uh, lifting weights and just about working out was I, I had the, uh, the bodybuilding encyclopedia that's become kind of like a holy grail, um, of bodybuilding, um, literature. So, you know, I read a lot of what he wrote, um, and and learn more about his story you know he was an immigrant and he just worked really hard at a young age um to to accomplish his goals and he came over here and it was his goal to become the best bodybuilder and to use that as his platform to become the highest paid actor which he also did you know they said that he would never be able to do it because of his accent he overcame every hurdle and every obstacle and then i mean he even rose to become the governor of uh you know of california for several terms um you know, just somebody, and, and, and even to this day now, you know, he runs the Arnold Classic. So he's still heavily involved in the fitness industry, you know. Um, so he, he, he would be the person that I would probably ask not only about fitness, but just about life. Somebody who has accomplished so much and who has just been such a, such a, in a, such a clear league above all their competitors in, in every realm that he's been in. So it would have to be Arnold Schwarzenegger, no question
0: two questions I'm going to pull out of that are T1 or
1: T2. Oof. You know, um, that's tough to say. I would say, so, T1 was probably better. It was darker, more of a cult sci-fi classic. T2, though, is more nostalgic for me because, actually, I was a little kid. I'm showing my age now, but I saw that movie in the theater. (laughs) Really? I saw T2 in the theater. That's so cool,
0: though.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I saw T2 in the theater, man. You know, and when they came out with the Terminator with the liquid metal, Mm -hmm. I thought that was just... You know, it's at that time, thing. that was the cool That was definitely the coolest thing. It's so cool. yeah, I may actually have to go nudge me towards T2 with that one. <laughs> so.
0: I mean, I I think T2 is the better T2's, one. T2 was it? Um, and in that same one, I should have mentioned to everyone that you are big into books um is there like a recipe book that you think is the best one
1: yes there actually absolutely is so if there's one book that i still use to this day and that i would recommend for anybody who is into cooking and wants some inspiration the best book i could recommend is called the flavor bible um and the reason i recommend that book what that book is is essentially a cross-reference encyclopedia of ingredients uh, and they cross-reference it in terms of um, how loud is it, you know, how loud is the flavor of the ingredient, um, what is the seasonality of the ingredient, um, what, what type of ingredient is it, you know, is it, is it, a, is it a plant, is it a, is it a protein, what, what, what is it. And then also what they do is they give you a list of all other ingredients that it pairs well with. Really? Yes, and they even give you a difference in degree to how well it pairs with it. So if something pairs particularly well, it will be in bold print, and if it pairs exceptionally well, like it's a classic combination, it'll be in all capitals as well as bold print. So just by looking through um, this basic list of ingredients, like let's say you know you have an ingredient that you're interested in using, but you don't know, you have no idea what, how to use it, or what would be the best application for this ingredient. From this book, you can look up that ingredient. Get inspired with get inspired as to another flavor that it pairs well with, and then think how you can either make uh, whatever you're gonna do a, a dressing, a sauce, or just a meal in general. And you will know what flavors it tends to pair well with, um, and that single book has been the greatest inspiration for me since I since I discovered it. It was actually shown to me by uh, an executive chef that I was working for, and at that time at that restaurant. I, as the sous chef, I had to come up with eight different specials every week, completely new, at a, at a seafood restaurant. Um, fish specials, shrimp scallop pasta specials, you know, just kind of like pulling them out of thin air. So I use this book uh, every single time, you know, to come up with new ideas, new flavors, and it never let me down. And it really, um, really kept that flame of creativity going, for sure. So, Flavor Bible
0: hands down love it cool and what is a hidden talent that you have and this can be either something that people wouldn't expect for you to be able to do or something that you know a lot of people can't do mm.
1: so I mean I've told you about this before but you know like I, I write so um you know I've written short stories and I actually have a full novel that I've written yeah so nothing to do with fitness nothing to do with <laughs> cooking um but yeah so when it comes to fiction um Sci-fi is, hands down, that's that's my genre. So, um, yeah, so I write. So I, I wrote a, a full-length manuscript of, of a novel that I'm very proud of, and um, I definitely hope to share with the world one day. Um, so, yeah, that that's basically it. It's my greatest talent aside of what people would know me for in terms of cooking or fitness, definitely my writing. Yeah, very proud of that.
0: I'm glad you said that because we're going to do a little behind the scenes thing. So okay. now every, it was literally about sci-fi stuff. So okay. I'm glad that you brought that up. So and right. to do it. <laughs> nice. Nice
1: little segue. Mm-hmm. Right. Um,
0: but that'll come at the end. So everyone that's listening now, you'll have to tune into that later. <laughs> um, but if you could train one person one time only, who would it be and why? Not because they didn't love training with you, just because you just have like that one hour. They touched down, but like, I got to train Rich.
1: Yeah. Um... <laughs> Damn, that's that's uh, that's definitely tough to say. Um, if I could train one person for one hour, um, I'd have to pick. Uh, I'd have to pick like one of my probably one of my literary heroes. I would say I would probably pick. And this is just weird. I don't know. If, I mean, some people don't <laughs> sure ever heard this guy, but Cormac McCarthy is my favorite author. Yeah. Yeah. That's my favorite author. So, and I know he's like 80 something right now. So (laughs) it's probably not a whole lot we can really do. Um, but yeah, I would love to. And plus, because it's like, you know, you, you you try to read into somebody's personality by reading their books and his books are just so like dark and grim and very terse. And, but you know, they're so poetic and and so like beautiful in, in a dark and melancholy sort of way. Um, so I would you know I would love to meet him and uh you know if I could impart some kind of my experience and my knowledge of fitness onto him I mean that would be awesome because I feel like he's done a lot for me just through his books and I've read a lot of his books um, so yeah I would train Cormac McCarthy for sure repay him yeah exactly yeah I mean t- all the pretty horses I mean you know, it's, I'd have to. I would have to yeah. choose him for sure.
0: I actually wrote a paper on a quirky cor- book, but we'll have to talk about that after this. Okay. Um and my second to last question is, who is someone or a group of people that you feel like doesn't get enough credit in everyday life that you feel like deserves just a nice little shout out? And it can be even someone that's like your grandma or it can be someone as big as like teachers or coaches like just to give you two extreme examples. Mm-hmm. Um
1: um yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a really good question um Definitely, a lot of people out there that I think don't really get their due. Um, for me, I would say just in my life experience, I would say that uh, some of my some of my teachers. So I, I would definitely say teachers, and I mean people recognize people will say, uh, you know, that teachers are important, but at the same time, it's it's really just like lip service. Um, you know, I think that. Teachers are not often given credit for not only how hard their job is, but for what a great influence that they can have because they're shaping us into the people that we're going to be. Um, So, yeah, I I would definitely say definitely shout out to all the teachers out there who are really trying and are really putting up with these badass kids, you know, and doing their damnedest every day to go in there and still put on a face for them even though the kids is, is yelling and rambunctious and wild and either, you know, disrespectful or whatever and, and, and they are not, for the teachers that are not becoming jaded that still care, that still want to make a difference um, because it takes a really special individual to do that.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, totally um, to, to be, to, to take care of somebody else's kids
0: mm-hmm.
1: year after year. And um, not
0: just one, but a not lot. Not just one, but
1: a whole a whole mob of yeah. somebody else's unruly kids mm-hmm. Um, You know, 20 or 30 different personalities and to, you know, do everything that you can to try to teach them about the ways of the world and to give them knowledge and belief systems that will transcend just a little bit of time that they spend with you that they can go and look back on. And I mean, I've had some teachers that have done that for me. Um, you know, and they helped actually teach me some of the values that I still hold dear to this day and I appreciate them for that. So definitely big shout out to the teachers that are out there, you know, sacrificing, um, sacrificing what, what else they may love to do for their passion so that they can impart their knowledge to the younger generation.
0: Beautiful. Um, I have a lot of people say teachers actually, so I like that one. Um, what is one personal goal for you for this year, and one fitness goal for you for this year? I know you kind of already said Olympic lifting. So. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. So I mean, as far as a fitness goal, I would love to really try to perfect my clean. Um, you know, and, and and hopefully by the end of the year. So I actually want to. Um, I want to take some classes or some actually some lessons specifically pertaining to Olympic weightlifting. Um, And I'm probably going to do that over the summer. So I'm hoping that from there, by the end of the year, you know, I'll be able to do uh, I'll be efficient enough at a barbell snatch and a clean and jerk to at least be able to to do it with a significant amount of weight on. You know, I can't even give out a number because I don't know where exactly I'll be. And it takes so much training to really get good and get proficient at the movement. But that would be my goal would be to, you know, be able to do a workout consistently. Snatch clean jerk for sure that would that would be my fitness goal more than anything else and in terms of my personal goal, this is one I set at the beginning of the year is to um finish editing the manuscript that I mentioned earlier um and have have a working edited manuscript because I have a rough draft of my entire manuscript <laughs> and have an edited manuscript uh for the end of the year that I can submit to a publisher. Aww.
0: Right. so mm-hmm. your book may be coming out sooner than we think
1: yes yes it may be coming to a shelf or to a kindle store near mm-hmm. you <laughs> Yes, so look out for that
0: and Rich what is the best way for people to reach you if they have any questions um, on any recipes or fitness things
1: so um, anybody can reach me I, so I'll just go ahead and give out my my personal uh, email so you can reach me at richyrichporter at yahoo.com so that's r-i-c-h-y r-y-c-h-p-o-r-t-e-r at yahoo.com so that would be the quickest easiest way to reach me um yeah cause I always check my email obsessively
0: so perfect yeah um awesome thank you rich yes, for it's talking about nutrition pleasure. yes um, i still need you to send me a recipe so that i can post it for everyone to have okay
1: absolutely um, i will do that i so promise just, i will get on that just
0: yes. giving everyone a heads up for what to expect too okay um but yeah thanks for listening guys and just yeah just that's it i guess later <laughs> bye guys